welcome. Welcome, everybody. See, we got smooth there. Now we actually have this like launch point. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Right. The banter is gone. Right. It's not the same as, you know, we're just talking and then halfway through a conversation, you just click start and just suddenly click start. I'm on air. and uh, We started. Yeah. Oh, wow. We started. Yeah, that's true. We've kind of missed your, uh, we've missed the spontaneity that we once had, but that's okay. Oh, um, we'll be spontaneous today. Oh, it'll be spontaneous. We haven't talked about this at all. There has been zero talking. Uh, and uh, you will, by the way, please do sound off in the comments. Make sure that we hear from you because there's a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of new tech uh, and a lot of different things happening that uh, we want to make sure we're keeping an eye on. So let us know. Hop into the Rumble chat. Hop into the YouTube chat or anywhere else and make sure we see you. Sound off. So, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to um, dive right in here. We've got a few different things. Before we do, let me remind you, go to phyllisschlafly.com. Sign up for the email list. You will not be disappointed. Wherever you are, like, share, and subscribe, please. It is super helpful to the algorithms, and also it lets us make sure we stay in touch with you. And then last but not least, go and find this on uh, social media. Hit the share button, follow us. You will not be disappointed. Likewise, we uh, there's, there's some fun stuff that goes on over there, and you never know. Come on over, pick some fights uh, with people in the comments. You know, that's what the Internet's all about, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to do now. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That's uh, all the places you should go and... Uh, Go and follow and like and share and subscribe and make sure you sign up for the email. But yep. it's noon. It's caucus day. Yeah. And what this do we do? week, this week we don't have one subject. We actually have a few subjects and uh, both of us only know what half of them are. Um, because as you saw in the title, we're doing dueling headlines again. We did this a couple weeks ago. Uh, we both pick a few headlines, that uh, a few articles that the other one doesn't know about. Uh, and we, uh, I don't think we have a point system. We joked about a point system last time, but we still haven't. We're still workshopping the point system idea. Um, but uh, we'll just say, you know, we're both winners this week, no matter what happens. And uh, maybe next time we do this, we can have a point system. We'll see about that. I don't know if there's a need for points. <laughs> oh, but we are uh, nonetheless marching along. Well, I tell you what, why don't you go ahead and go first? What there's a, there's there's a lot. Long story short, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot a lot of stuff going on. And my uh, everything that I was thinking about changed since we first talked about this. By the way, if anyone sees me, you know, uh, chewing on something or with something in my mouth and constantly, it's not pills. It's cough drops. People I'm just trying to keep the tickle from interrupting the live stream but uh, yeah the cia has a new vector of attack on you specifically new bioweapons mm -hmm. so individual targeted bioweapons i was in some tv show i forget what it was you can target someone via their dna yeah that's real life now. or something i know that's yeah. what it feels like well it is it is real life anyway i saw that on tv oh boy but all right um Go ahead and take it away. What's one of the things that hit you most this week that we should talk about? Um, okay, so one thing that uh, this is the one I think is less likely to be overlapping with what you talked about. Uh, this is an article out of Politico. Tech giants pledge to fight AI deepfakes ahead of elections. Um, and it's you know discussing how all these different big tech companies like Meta, Facebook, um, TikTok, you know, the, the main social media platforms are... Um, are cooperating with the European Union, which is probably about to pass legislation uh, mandating that any AI-generated images or videos or audios must must be clearly labeled. So, uh, going into an election year, um, they you know the powers that be think this is very important because uh, as 
most people probably forgot by now, but it's important to remember that a couple weeks ago, right before, I think it was the New Hampshire primary, mm. uh, there was a deep fake Joe Biden calling people and telling them not to vote, um, which is yeah. hilarious. You know, that's some great trolling. Uh, whoever did that, good on you, even though that you're probably going to get caught and put in jail for election interference, conspiracy, and whatever else they can throw in the book. Um, but yeah, I, uh, and at first thought, you know, I, uh, you know, I'll give a little bit of my thoughts, but I want to hear what you think about this because my impression is like, okay, it's good to have truth and and uh, truth and transparency and accuracy of information. Mm -hmm. um, but then I think of like Snopes fact checkers and people like that, where you know it's like you're fact checking, but you are just right. feeding into the regime, uh, the narrative. Um, and I don't know how, but I feel like there is going to be some way where they're going to use this to. Um, you know, suppress any anybody that has a dissident opinion towards what the regime wants us to think, mm -hmm. whether it's in Europe or in the United States. Um, that's that's kind of my thoughts about it. Like, it seems good on its face, but I really feel like this is not going to turn out well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so this, well, first of all, this is still the honor system. It has to be written, like, someone has to agree to abide by this rule. Mm -hmm. Like, that's scary in and of itself because mm -hmm. the whole point is that the technology is now beyond the actual limits of us to control it to, mm -hmm. an, to an extent. Like, if someone wants to be surreptitious with it, they can. But, I mean, this is this is one of those, well, we talk about it a lot of, a lot of times here, the um, distrust and verify. This is something Ed talks about quite a bit. This is making that whole realm incredibly difficult right i am extremely i'm extremely torn this maybe there might be a whole episode on ai that we mm -hmm. need to dive into and do because we're at the point where can you even believe your own eyes right um and and it's i don't know the i i think that i think that hmm, i don't know i'm really torn yeah i'm really torn on this one because it's something that needs to be done there's accountability that needs to be put down there but how are you going to um, move forward and march through uh, legislating this kind of technological advance. We're mm -hmm. witnessing something that we haven't seen in, in several generations, some kind of leap right. that I don't quite know how to wrap my head around. Right, and it's uh, it, it's really blurring the line between truth and falsehood. Right. Because I, I think one of the, you know, because everybody's probably seen by now, like uh, there were those videos of like, uh, you had Joe Biden and Donald Trump playing Minecraft together, right. and it, those were pretty funny, but, um, and stuff like that, you know it's a joke. But as, you know, the visual AI gets better right. of, like, being able to manipulate somebody's face, you know, that's, and I've seen videos of Joe Biden like that. I've seen videos of mm -hmm. Trump like that saying things that they haven't said. Um, but one of, one of the strangest ones I saw was from one of those terrible, you know, giant gimmick accounts on X, you know, posting, like, historical yeah. videos. Mm -hmm. It was, like, this is, like, Boston in 1960. And, and the video looks real. And most people thought it was real. But then somebody was, like okay, go to this exact timestamp mm -hmm. and like look at this part of the screen and you like see a kid's hand phase through another kid, you know, and it's, it, but but it all looked real. It looked exactly like the kind of videos you see yeah. from that time, you know. It really is, it's especially in, in a world where we are concerned about the narrative being pushed from the top, from the top down. This is something that, how do you even control now that they cannot just manipulate the information by what they do and don't actually show you, but what they show you can be manipulated. Mm -hmm. What you respond with can be manipulated. This is a whole new age of information warfare that is going to really yet take form mm -hmm. um, here. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I think 
there is a healthy example of, of well, this is one of the healthy examples for why I think tech companies ought to be subject to some different forms of regulation. Normally, I'm a pretty hands-off, limited government conservative, but we're dealing mm -hmm. now with technology that can almost alter the perception, that can alter the perception of reality itself. Right. And that is right up in line with communications platforms being public utilities rather than private companies. Like those, all of those arguments that come into line, we're in a place now where there has got to be some public accountability and I don't know exactly what that is or what that looks like, but mm -hmm. there has to be. We can't right. just let it run free and be the Wild West. It's not possible, especially when there are, again, bless his heart for buying Twitter. Thank you, Elon Musk. But mm -hmm. he wants to put you know Neuralink chips in people's brains. Right. I'm out. Like this is this right. is one of those next level. Nah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I like your free speech stuff, but I'm not quite sure about that. Right. This definitely has to have some sort of regulation in check because you can't just trust the good nature of everyone. Mm -hmm. Man does not have a good nature. You know, right. you and I come from the same worldview. We have a man is mm -hmm. not good at, at at the core. Right. That we are fallen, sinful creatures in need of restriction. So I'm that that in my mind there is some path forward that the US needs to carve regulatory wise for AI. I don't quite know where it you know, sits, but I, it's it's something that we're going to have to deal with now before mm -hmm. it's beyond control because we're already getting to the point where some of the ticks of AI are disappearing and it gets more and more, you know, right. real all the time. Oh, yeah, it's crazy to look at the difference between, you know, AI-generated images from a year ago when they were first kind of popping out there where everybody's mm -hmm. eyes are kind of messed up and everybody has like 17 fingers versus now they're, they look more real than real life. It's been fast. It's yeah. been really fast that the technology has advanced. Now, I don't, on AI itself, I don't actually think that we're like coming near the, near some sort of place where machines become sentient. Right, and the take singularity. Over. I, that, yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, that's not really in the realm of possibilities right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe at some point in the future it could be, but I, I look, as I've tried to wrap my brain around as much as I can, that's just not there. Mm -hmm. this, a sentient computer, not going to happen, for at least now. Um, but what we are looking at is mankind using incredibly good digital manipulation to mm -hmm. manipulate mankind. That's that's the real danger because the technology is absolutely stunningly good. So there's yeah, this is this kind of legislation is going to come up more, and we're going to need to tackle that sooner rather than later. I wish that Republicans, conservatives, would be proactive in doing these kinds of things correctly here because mm -hmm. it's going to have to be dealt with. It's going to have right. to be done in some form or fashion. It's coming. So I really hope that Congress is proactive in a good way. The good, mm -hmm. the good members of Congress are proactive in making sure we figure out how this is going to be regulated because it, it's, there's no way it, it doesn't get regulated. Right, right. And it really, I mean, it kicked into high gear with like the, the Taylor Swift AI images and mm -hmm. that got their attention, surprisingly. Not the fact that it can like, you know, disrupt truth in the political process. Who, by the way, won the big game. Yep. The big game, yeah. yeah all congrats. The, did you see the 13 conspiracy thing? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh, there was so much stuff out there on the internet about 13 that like, this was Taylor Swift's 13th Grammy that she's won, and then this was, I don't even remember, but it was numbers about players in the game and both the teams, and like there was so many stats and numbers that added up to 13. It was one of those weird coincidental, I'm going to call it coincidence, because I'm not quite sure that there's some sort of, that was that one was a bridge too far, but I enjoyed the rabbit hole. Yeah. So anyway, if yes. You're a, anyway, if you're posting about that unironically, you might want to look into medication. I I would I would suggest that yeah. because it was yeah. There's a there's a lot of coincidences. There's a lot of coincidences. There are a lot of coincidences. There's a lot. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah. So that that happened. But uh, the Taylor Swift AI images really did kick off mm -hmm. the whole like the latest round of discussion about 
how this works. So that's yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one that's right. that's coming for the U.S. and it's going to be bigger than you know looking at just regulating big tech and censorship, which is definitely something that we've already barely knocked the door on. Right. So well, let's uh, let's hear one of your first articles. So one of my, I have um, more than two. Oh wow! But I'm not. No, we're not going to go into all of these. <laughs> I have more than two, but we're not going to go into these. So there's a couple of articles that all come back to the same point. So one of the things that we haven't talked about yet, but has come out really since we last talked on this program, uh, which by the way, the chat's not working today on YouTube, at least on my end here administratively. So hop over to Rumble if you're wanting to get in on it, or maybe the chat's just quiet today. Yeah. That's fine if it is. Listening. Hopefully everyone can actually hear and see us, because again, we're changing a lot of tech stuff week to week back here. But Mm -hmm. um, one thing uh, that came out was, and and I want to straighten this out, and then we're going to talk about it just a brief a bit. Uh, a report came out from the special counsel that was looking into Biden's handling of class of classified documents. And essentially, the report basically said that we're not going to uh, we're not going to recommend criminal charges against President Biden for mishandling classified documents. But the reason is what has circulated all over the Internet. The reason is because they basically called him a senile old man mm-hmm. who would not stand up to the scrutiny of you tried to do the wrong thing on purpose in court. Right. Literally, the Department of Justice made this judgment and wrote it down mm-hmm. about the president of the United States. And the words that they used were... <laughs> Biden is a, quote, sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. That's the man in charge of our country with the nuclear codes at his hip. Yep. So there's been a lot, because again, this just kind of took off like wildfire. So I wanted to back up a minute and make sure that everyone understood exactly what we're talking about. The Department of Justice, Biden's Department of Justice, has called him a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. And then, of course, it, it went on from there. Um, but, I mean, based on their direct interactions, they said he's someone with from whom many jurors will want to identify uh, reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Mm-hmm. So I, this is one of those things where it's like it's a glitch in the matrix to use that matrix analogy. Yeah. To me, we are starting to see cracks where, oh my gosh, like these guys really are just propping up public figures, but there's this, this apparatus that obviously keeps them going. Right. Like here, the Department of Justice is covering for a doddering old man is, is basically the bottom line of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So is the doddering old man really in charge of everything? Well, he can't be. Right. And they even recognize, essentially to me, this says we know he's not in charge, but no, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And it moves on. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But this is like, this is the deja vu thing in, in the Matrix movie. This proves that there's all this other stuff that's a facade. Right. Let's talk about it. I feel like we're starting to see these more and more and more. Here's my question for you. As stuff like this happens, whether it goes across election integrity or the Biden administration itself, do you think that this and other things like it are a big enough crack in the armor this year to make the American populace give this landslide opposition electorally that's even overcoming any kind of electoral shenanigans they could pull? What do you think? Is this enough? Is this the beginning of enough? I would say maybe because, you know, you think about presidents that have been in extremely poor health before, you know, specifically FDR. And he was a wartime president, but like for his final term, he was like practically a corpse Mm -hmm. and gave the shortest inauguration speech ever. Like he was, you know, he was a vegetable pretty much. Um, And 
like Joe Biden isn't that bad yet. Or um, Woodrow Wilson, another wartime president, you know, also like in extremely bad health. I don't think he, he tried to run for a third term while he was in extremely bad health. Um, but he, he ended his second term just like barely functioning as a human being. And anybody who encountered him was like, oh, this guy is not okay. Uh, but people still voted for him for a third term, even though they were kind of like, I don't know if you can do this. Um, and I don't even know if you're alive. So with Joe Biden, one of the biggest differences is we have mass media and cameras and anybody can take a video of him and, you know, shoot it up on TikTok or uh, YouTube mm -hmm. or, and it's going to be on the news. Um, and, and that's one of the biggest differences. Um, I think that I would definitely say yes to your question, if he got in a debate with Trump, because it would just be a mess. Like, So you think there's not going to be a single debate this year? Trump's the nominee. We'll just postulate mm -hmm. this out, which at this point is happening. Trump's the nominee. Biden's the nominee. There will not be general election debates. I, I Yeah, I, I think they're going to keep that from happening. I think so, too. It'd be I can't mess. imagine a world in which it, it does. I mean, the last time was bad enough. Right. And yet Joe just was given a pass on everything. It was, yeah. it was very interesting. Trump didn't, well, Trump was nicer than he yeah. He was nicer than he was to Hillary, which was interesting. At least I thought so. I expected, you know, the vicious knife hand to come out, mm -hmm. but he didn't. So Biden was, even though he didn't even know where he went to college in the 2020 debates. You know, he mm -hmm. was he was just like completely out of it. And well, and to the point of what we're talking about here, um, we just, you know, this week, as this stuff has come up, the White House has just gone into like crazy screaming, oh my goodness, get us out of this mode, trying to not talk about this. And it's really pretty funny because there was at least at one point, Biden came out to address it himself. And he talked about how, you know, how dare they, how dare they say I don't know anything and I don't even remember when my son died. And I, was, it a, was it a bracelet or a watch? He, he, had, a, he had the rosary. His like son, the, the, the yeah. rosary, the rosary. You know, I got this rosary from, uh, uh, and then he couldn't even remember. And he just moved on. And yeah. It, it was just like, oh my goodness, even in the explanation, we sent him out to explain, how dare you say I don't remember things, and he couldn't remember. I don't think anybody like, sent him. I think he went out, you know, no, nobody, no advisor at in this, the at this right point, mind would so, send him at that point. Right. At this point, it's so apparent that this is a farce. This is all just a charade. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not the person in charge. Don't tell me this is the person in charge. This wasn't the person that won the election. This wasn't the person that went into the White House to be in charge. Mm -hmm. This is not the person who is wielding power in the executive branch. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the chink in the, you know, the curtain is cracked open mm -hmm. and we can see the wizard and the wizard ain't Joe Biden. That's, right. you know, if, if th this story, this kind of thing has got to be shared with people who haven't quite made that leap yet, mm -hmm. they are sympathetic to our side of the, the, the right side, right-leaning, right-minded side, but they haven't quite made the red pill leap of, wow, there really is this, this permanent apparatus that maintains itself throughout institutions, throughout every presidential administration. It just kind of keeps going and maintains right. its own power. Well, Someone what, doesn't believe that. This is the kind of thing that goes, mm, wow, maybe that really is there. People need to understand mm -hmm. exactly what all this means, know that, that it happened, and then understand what it means. Well, I think what the, uh, the cope the leftists give is I, I'm pretty sure that the prosecutors interviewed him uh, on October 8th. So they're like, oh, he was very stressed out about the Israel situation and trying to figure out how to, how to deal with that. That, that, is, uh, that is what they were saying. They'll try to throw up excuses, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the man who has access to the most sensitive intelligence sources, methods, and, and everything in the United States of America is, as they said, a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Mm -hmm. 
unfit for command. Yeah. Unfit to serve right. as and president well, of the United they're States. Saying, they're saying that he is unfit to stand trial, but he's he's fine enough to be president, whereas... Right. That's at, the, you're at, you're at, right. They did literally say he is unfit to stand trial. Right. Wouldn't happen. But, but with Trump, they were saying, oh, he is way too mentally incompetent to be president. They were saying this in 2020, 2019. They were like, oh, this, this man's cognitive decline, you know, his, the medical people are saying there's no way he can, you know, remain in office. He is unfit to remain in office. And then... Three years after that, four years after that, they're like, okay, now let's drag him into every single court across the entire country. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you can talk about double standards all you want, but, I mean, it's it's as simple as uh, they have different standards for themselves than they do for us, and they are in charge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was my, that was my, that was a big thing that happened. Yep. That, that we needed to talk about. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is... Dueling headlines. Is, uh... Well, okay, so they're not dueling actually. Like I made it, you know, I got it. I got you hyped <laughs> up. You were excited to come in here. You thought we were going to fight. We, we never know. We, we haven't gotten never the know. Yeah, we, yet. We, we, could, uh, we could find something we disagree on. That's true. Um, honorable mention to Tucker, who interviewed Putin. Um, honorable mention? That was no, I'm kidding. That wasn't my next one, but that is an honorable <laughs> yeah, mention. Yeah, I, I, I think that le- well, that leads into my next one, where Putin had an interesting moment in that extremely long. The, or um, interview where he talks about how it's when, when they brought up the Nord Stream pipeline and Putin accused Tucker of blowing it up, uh, which I'm not sure about that. But Tucker was like, "If you have information about this, why don't you release it?" And Putin explains that it is extremely hard to win a propaganda war against the United States, which he's definitely correct. Um, he's correct on that. I don't know if he's correct that the U.S. or the CIA was responsible for blowing up Nord Stream, but he is correct that we do have the most successful propaganda apparatus in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because how else would we have like won both world wars and the Cold War? You know, we we are better at shaping opinions than any other civilization in history. Uh, that is why there's people that believe absolutely deranged things today and think it's totally normal. Um, so news came out yesterday, I believe, that uh, yeah. could very well be real news or could very well be part of the United States' extremely uh, successful propaganda regime. By the way, my side note, go and watch that interview with Tucker and Putin. It's on his YouTube channel. It's well worth your time. It's mm-hmm. over two hours, but it's very interesting. Um, it's very, very, very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Very well worth your time. Sorry. Well, so two days ago, three days ago, was it Monday morning or Tuesday morning that the Senate... Mm-hmm. Passed the Ukraine funding, but it was you know dead on arrival. Pretty much, the House doesn't like it. Later that day or the next day, uh, international security threat from Russia. I have this headline from a Washington Examiner: U.S. fears Russia preparing to put nuclear weapons in space. It's like okay, what? <laughs> like that? That is uh, that? You, that's like Star Wars. You know, are they building yeah. the Death Star? What is going on here? Um, and uh, it's it's supposedly Russia is establishing some kind of infrastructure to where uh, it could detonate nuclear weapons in space that would be able to wipe out the satellite systems of rival countries. Um, and and I'm immediately skeptical of this because Ukraine or uh, Russia is already you know knee deep in Ukraine fighting that war and has the entire world kind of pitted against them. Why would Russia want to like deploy nuclear weapons into space to you know? start attacking the rest of the West when like, like that's poking the bear in a way that doesn't make strategic sense to me. Right. Uh, unless, you know, they know something that we as, you know, civilians don't. Um, 
uh, unless there's you know some like serious conflict brewing. But I I, I don't see that. I didn't. I don't think that's going on. No, I'm. I here's okay. So here's my take, and we talked about this actually. Those the, the, those faithful listeners also, not just of this unauthorized, very unauthorized caucus, but of the more authorized Pro America Report radio program. Subtle slide, goes into the Pro America Report with Ed Martin. Um, we talked about that on the program this week mm-hmm. because it is extremely convenient to me that they can't get this through the House and Senate. They can't get it through Congress, can't get it through Congress. Finally, the border stuff, we can't figure out a border bill. Well, it's because you keep jamming non-border stuff in mm-hmm. there. So we finally just disband with all of it and say, fine, we'll just pass the, the foreign aid bill instead of the border bill because that makes a lot of sense. So they passed the foreign aid bill in the Senate despite some oppos- some strong opposition from a lot of the newcoming senators, which mm-hmm. we noted that was very interesting. All, every senator, every Republican senator under 55 voted against the bill. And all but one senator voted since, uh, elected since 2018, voted against the bill. All but one Republican, mm-hmm. or no, all but one senator uh, voted in since 2018. So very, very, very interesting. There's a new breed of people coming in saying, no, this is not what we're here for. You won't even address the border. We won't deal with our domestic issues. We're not going to talk about anything mm-hmm. else outside. But... That all comes up and immediately we know it's going to go to the house and be dead on arrival. We have to have a reason. Mm-hmm. Strategic threat from Russia. Mm-hmm. It, it, in my mind, this is a, yet another manufactured reason to, to shove this forward. No, see, because this, we have to give the money to Ukraine. We have to do it. It's in mm-hmm. our own national security. It's not just that we're helping an ally. This is our national security now. I, I would bet a major amount of money that mm-hmm. this is all wrapped up in that. Um, and that's uh, because they're still running circles around. And that, this actually ties into one of my articles that I had that I wasn't sure if I was going to go with. But this is the continuing fight over the Russiagate files. Yeah. Like the intelligence community is running, trying to classify and play whack-a-mole with, you know, journalists like Matt Taibbi who are going mm-hmm. after this stuff, trying to know, no, hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it, hide yeah. it. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to manufacture a crisis. Right. We need to actually have a national security reason because that's always the reason. Oh, we can't declassify that. People will die. It's the same answer always. Right. And I'm not saying that that's not an actual national security answer. It is. But they always give that excuse mm-hmm. to, to not declassify stuff. And this is why we don't have the JFK files. There is always an excuse. And you finally reach a certain point where it's like... Tell the truth. Right. Let it out there. So I am confident that any of the threat stuff that is coming up, I would, I would be very certain. I'm trying to figure out how to be certain, but hedge all of my words. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty confident that there's just nothing to it except mm-hmm. the intelligence community, the IC. Is how it gets. There's your lingo for the day. NIC, National Intelligence Community. IC mm-hmm. is intelligence community. This is them covering the trail of the Russiagate stuff, simultaneously trying to justify the military-industrial money going, pumping through our Mm -hmm. military-industrial complex and then over into Ukraine, which is an absolute, at this point, losing battle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's incredible when you look at it. And this isn't just pro-Putin talking points like... It well, really that, is. That is a sinkhole of money. It's a sinkhole of money. It's it's over. It's toast. Mm -hmm. And and, um, we are pumping money into it and people are talking as if it's the next world war like saving France from Germany, and it's it's nowhere near that kind of situation mm-hmm. at all. And yet we're throwing money at it, but they won't even talk about enforcing the current laws on the books down at the border. Right. It, it's also very purposeful. It just makes you, you know, makes you want to vomit because it is. Right. It's so extremely purposeful. I, I would put all the money in the world. The fact that this is a distraction. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my go-to on that. Anything right. now that comes out about Russia being a strategic threat to the United States, I'm not saying that they're our friend. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. 
But our intelligence community is lying to us about right. that. I would I would bet money because they are trying to cover their tracks and give a cover reason to shove the money through and to keep the machine going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my take. Yeah, no, I think that's that's I'm, I'm in agreement. Sorry, viewers that wish we would disagree more. <laughs> well, and, there, and there, there's agreement. a good one, though. You want to learn more about this and about the part of it that I mentioned, go follow Matt Taibbi on Twitter um, or on X, at uh, M-T-A-I-B-B-I, at M Taibbi on Twitter. He's one of the guys who is pulling out files like crazy. That Twitter feed is absolutely incredible. Two million followers. He's grown a lot yeah. since he started getting some notar- But he pulls an incredible amount of stuff from the intelligence community, particularly, it's worth your it's worth your follow. And I, uh, do you have to be on? Do you have to have an X account now to get in and see a page publicly? I'm or? pretty sure you do. Okay, yes. yeah, that's been closed down. You used to be able to get to it without it, but it's well worth your signing up for X just to get to Matt Taibbi's page, because there's a lot of transparency going on there. A lot, a lot. So, uh, my honorable mention is George Soros is buying America's second largest radio chain. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Because the, the number one radio chain in America is iHeartMedia, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. Yeah. iHeartRadio yeah. owns massive network of stations all across the country. Number two is owned by Odyssey, which has been bleeding money and uh, basically going bankrupt for a long time. Well, George Soros has now bought in over $400 million wow. of debt from Odyssey. Basically, he is about to take the majority stake in the second largest chain of broadcast radio stations mm-hmm. in America. During an election year, during an election year, George Soros, one of the primary left-wing political forces across the globe, is buying the second largest, likely to buy the second largest chain of broadcast radio stations in America. In an election year. Yeah. And no one, like... This is this is the first I'm hearing of this. This is one of yeah, those. Crazy. Are you kidding? Right. Like that's nuts. This is right. abs- and this is. I mean, this is huge. This has some massive old signals like New York City's WFAN. Um, also, 1010 uh, is a big uh, AM signal over there. Uh, Los Angeles KROQ. These are like old school standards that have been around for a mm-hmm. long time. Huge, massive mm-hmm. radio stations. And of course, it's, I mean, that's into deep blue territory, both of those. Right. But still, I mean, like it is just locking up yeah. media into fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer hands. Like right. so much, almost everything is owned by the same people at this point. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, it's interesting because talk radio, aside from, you know, those deep blue stations, talk radio is extremely predominantly conservative, mm-hmm. like extremely, you know, you, you really only find liberal radio hosts being aired in big cities. Right. And that's, that's really it. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see if Soros changes that. Um, but then again, I mean, it's, there's still going to be competition and it's not like, it's not like conservatives who are, uh, you know, on a long road trip in the middle of nowhere are going to Right. Tune in to Soros Radio when they still have, you know, the other radio station that's playing, right. you know, um, Buck Sexton or, you know. But this is the monopoly at work. Right. I mean, drying up all of the opposing voices mm-hmm. until there are none. Yeah. This is, you know, this is something that traditionally, again, this is not a free and fair and open marketplace. Right. Like this kind of thing is is destroying what left of media there is. Right. Because radio, again, to your point, was traditionally one of the last bastions of mm-hmm. not just pure leftism. Right. It was actually pretty wide open. Right. So, well, and radio is also a dying medium. It is. 
Uh, it is, and the internet is certainly the, the the next you know the new frontier that we're in, and especially when it talks about big tech and mm -hmm. you know platforms, uh, deplatforming and censorship or um, free speech there. But still, this is this is kind of a this is a little bit of a it feels like a little bit of a whimper because again, mm -hmm. it is a dying medium, but it's still a big deal mm -hmm. because there are a lot of people who still rely upon that. There are a lot of people who still hear that, and right. this is one more you know way that it will just lock stock go the same, you know, you've seen those videos, the the crazy stuff mm -hmm. with local news all using like the same script. Yeah. This this is one more of those things just knock the second largest broadcast radio into right. like this is this is terrifying to have a singular voice mm -hmm. at the head of so much. It's right. just terrifying. It shouldn't be that way. No. So there's a there's an honorable. Was that now but by the way, was that your honorable mention and then you moved into a second one? Yeah, the second one was the, the uh, second one was the, okay, that's what yeah, I thought. The Russia thing. So I'll do the second the Russia. Russia, Russia. Russia everywhere. So the uh, second one that I want to talk about, because I had, we were originally going to talk about, and we might at some point later, another church shooting took place this weekend down at um, Lakewood Church, which is Dallas, right? Mm. Oh, I thought that was Houston. It's Houston, Houston. Yeah. Joel Osteen's massive mega church, 17,000 seat auditorium. Uh, an individual walked in, opened fire with a rifle, was uh, shot by two off-duty police officers, but there's been more questions than answers mm -hmm. for me in this because the news just went silent. Right. But apparently it was an individual that went by two different names. Right. It was technically, I think, female, but mm -hmm. had transgender leanings and wanted to associate pro with male Palestine. name. Pro-Palestine. But there was, yeah, there was a yeah. pro-Palestine message written on the gun. Like, it, it did not fit the mold of this is the right-wing wacko that we would mm -hmm. like to proselytize the uh, world all over that we got to get rid of guns. This was one right. of the lefties that decided to walk into mm -hmm. a church and shoot it up, and a little kid is in the hospital as a result of it. Um, so that's, that is something we might get into at a different point because this mm -hmm. is now two transgender-linked shootings, but this is a this whole- This is the third. This is the third, you're right, yeah. this is the third. This is, that's a whole, I think, topic in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, that was originally one of the ones we were gonna talk about, but I think we might save that. But the, the second topic that I wanted to talk about this week was- Well, there was also another shooting yesterday. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You, you have more, I remember seeing about that, but mm -hmm. I was buried in something. Yeah. What it, was that? And it was at the, uh, the chief celebration in Kansas City. That's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. Um, I think one person was killed, 22 were injured. They, they haven't released the name of the suspect. but We don't know but, anything about that one yet, yeah, the, do we? But the only thing I found interesting about it is that Biden immediately called for gun control after that one. But I was I was trying right. to find Biden's statements about the pro-Palestinian terrorist mm -hmm. attacking a Christian church in Texas. Nothing. He's, you know, because the link That's is right. obvious there. It's like, okay, transgender ideology, pro-Palestine, radical leftists, you know, these people are getting more violent. But the, and the obvious link there isn't, oh, guns are bad. It's like, okay, these people are deranged and, you know, should be put in jail. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, when, it's, yeah. when it's against uh, the beloved parade in the, for the chiefs, I mean, like Biden immediately turns it into a political thing. You know. Oh yeah. Well, and that and that's the thing. That was that it was very. You're you're right. I remember that because I was looking for that. This this has been a wild week. Yeah. A lot a of lot things happened. A lot a lot of things, which is why we decided we just had to go this direction mm -hmm. rather than one big giant topic for caucus. But there was there was an immediate response from the White House on that one, as you would expect. Democrats calling for gun control. I saw none of that on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It just went silent. Right. It was, because it was very strange. It, it's harder for the political message to blow mm -hmm. back here than it is for the other one. Oh yeah. You know that. And I know that, mm -hmm. but it's very revealing when it actually right. happens and everyone can get to see it. Now, will everyone see it or not? That's up to you. You got to make sure that people see and understand mm -hmm. that this is a politicized issue because this is actually, this is one of the ones that worries me. More and more and more people don't understand guns mm -hmm. because they weren't raised with guns in the home. We are yeah. a much more modern 
urban society, and that's just been not the case for a lot of people. Even though we have more guns and more gun owners in America than ever before and our population is growing, that one's one that a lot of people just have this, ooh, yeah, I don't know about it, so it kind of scares me, and they mm -hmm. kind of get predisposed to just, well, that makes sense. We should just go ahead and... It's like, but no, that these people are so disingenuous, there's, there's no safety threat so much as there is a political point that they're trying to hit. So that one's one that we're going to have to tell people about. But that's, that's the honorable moment. The other thing that happened this week, and I guess what we'll close on here, was um, Homeland, Department of Homeland Security Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas mm -hmm. was impeached by the House. Yeah. 214 to 213, razor thin. Mm -hmm. Two Republicans weren't there to vote. Three of them voted against the impeachment. Get those guys out. If they're in your district, look it up. Get them out of there. And I, and I had the names pulled up. It, it, was, a very, um, it was a very interesting. It's uh, um, Ken Buck from Colorado, Tom McClinock from California, um, who we've, we know. We've talked to him on stuff before. So this is, this is a very interesting list. I haven't quite gone in to figure out what it is. And the Gallagher from Wisconsin. These are the three uh, that voted no on this. But this one is such an obvious, I mean, the, the reactions from Border Patrol, there was a bunch of stuff in the Daily Caller, um, and I'll put it in because some of it's not exactly air-friendly. I'll let you read it if you'd like. But they had a bunch of anonymous Border Patrol agents responding to him being impeached, and the general overwhelming feeling was good. <laughs> yeah. Good, because this guy's a hack. He's a political hack. He's not doing his job. He's not letting us do our jobs. It's just a giant mess, and it's being done on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the biggest... Um, this is one of the biggest duh moments out there in America today, and yet I don't understand why more people don't see what's going on, that there's a willful negligence, willful you know, ignoring of the laws mm -hmm. at the border in order to cause chaos. This, and this goes across everything. Like Crime rates continue to go. Mm -hmm. Drug rates continue to go. The job recovery numbers are nuts. The new job recovery you know, uh, stats that we saw, all these, all, all these jobs added in, in uh, um, the last quarter, the fourth quarter of 2023, that increase came about, the 2.7 million additional individuals joining the workforce, because of the 2.9 million legal or illegal immigrant jobs that were added. And there was actually a decline of 183,000 native-born American jobs. So if you look at the stats, and I'll link this, this is from Center for Immigration Studies. Mm -hmm. The reason the jobs numbers they keep, which of course, these are all kind of phony baloney numbers to right. an extent. The reason the job numbers keep going up isn't because more Americans are finding jobs, it's because more illegal and legal immigrants coming in at low wage workers mm -hmm. are, are you know, coming into those roles yeah. and we just have an open border. This isn't how a nation works. Right. You can't do this. No nation can function like this. Right. It's not caring because it crashes the economy. And even the people who came in looking for a job and got a job mm -hmm. now are out of a job because we crashed the economy. This isn't how it works. Right. And yet it is willfully being ignored. And finally, it won't mean anything. I, I don't think. Do you think mm -hmm. that the, this here? So here's my question for you. Does the impeachment of Mayorkas actually amount to anything or was it symbolic and it's over? The, I, the border's not closing till Trump's back in office. There's, yeah, there's no way that the border's gonna close till Trump's back in office. I agree with that. Sorry, I agree. No. Yeah. That's, that's it though, but this, 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 is, this happened, this is a big deal, and if you look at the response to it, um, it, it is so, again, this is just one of those, like the curtain is open just a little bit in this area, mm -hmm. and you have to wonder why in the world are we ignoring, why is America allowing this to go on? Why isn't there this massive public outcry and journey? Of course, we talked about this, couple of weeks ago, does that mm -hmm. actually happen? I think it does. I think yeah. that that actually drives public policy. Public opinion drives public policy, but when public opinion goes quiet, public policymakers do whatever they want. And right. that's, that is the mode we're in right now. So this is, this is a year to do something about it. This is a year to send overwhelming opinion 
and overwhelming votes over these issues that are so blatantly obvious, this group of people that wants to keep power for themselves and doesn't even bother enforcing the main laws that keep this country whole. Right. Yeah. What the, you got? I mean, the, yeah, there's, there's got to be a change. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have anything to disagree on. That's it. You know? I mean, that's, that's um, this, this is, yeah, this, this is just, it's shocking to me that this just crashes with a thud. Mm -hmm. The House impeaches someone and we're not going to hear about it. And, and this just this speaks to the breathless one-sidedness of the news media mm -hmm. that we covered the Trump impeachments, which were so hasty mm -hmm. and without any kind of evidence put forward. We covered these just endlessly as if it were the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And this gets not a single word and yet it actually comes with papers and with evidence mm -hmm. and with just the abject... Um, humanitarian crisis at right. our southern border. Well, the liberal media is also running out of people to talk about it. I mean, they've lost like mm -hmm. 500 people have been fired in the last month or so. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, uh, which I think is a good thing. I mean, that'll affect the uh, the narrative machine, as Ed calls it. You know, mm -hmm. that's a pretty, they're, they're losing a lot of foot soldiers. And in, in journalism, especially like high-level journalism, like Washington Post, New York Times, these, these uh, you know, opinion makers, that is a lot of foot soldiers to lose. It really is. A change is coming. This is thank goodness. Learn to code, you people. We just got banned from X for saying that, but you know that's, that's they learn to code. You know, get a real job, writing about you know how your Sagittarius astrology sign affects your dog's view of Trump. Like, no, you get a real job. Get out of here. Get out of this country. Anyway, yeah. There you heard it. Heard it from the man himself. I hate liberal journalists. <laughs> We uh, def there's there is a change coming, but this is why this is why platforms like this are important. Why platforms like Rumble are important. Why platforms that we're moving out to are important. Why shows like this and all the others, the Pro America, Poor everything, because it is the the there will be turnover because the foot soldiers are unimportant on that side because the agenda is the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. Pushing the narrative and doing it effectively, cleanly, meanly, and everything else that they can think of with an ly adverb mm -hmm. at the end. Nothing is about the truth and everything is about the truth. This is why Tucker is so important mm -hmm. in this moment in America because he's not trying to give us answers. He's trying to ask questions mm -hmm. and more Americans need to have the question asked publicly so that they can come up with the answers. But that's a twofold. We need the people in power. We need the people with megaphones, which this is a megaphone, small as it is, which is why you're liking and sharing and subscribing, going to the phyllisschlafly.com website, signing up for the emails is important because it all starts somewhere. But as, as important as it is that the people with megaphones of any size speak the truth, it is equally important that the American populace stop and actually think about those questions and try to answer them themselves again. Yes. That lazy muscle needs to get back into gear. Yes. All of these things that we're talking about, these 50, 60 years ago in America would have just been cataclysmic. Like there's, I think it would be unconscionable that all of these things, which are scandalous things, would be happening at once and receiving so little attention from the American public. And the American public had plenty of extra things to do, not just monitoring their government. Now we can actually do it from our phone and watch the news. Right. And yet we are more distracted and uncaring and apathetic than ever before. Mm -hmm. That has got to change. You and I and, and you and I have got to snap people out of this. Yes. Otherwise, it's not going anywhere. Yes. Which is why you need to share this. You need to like this, you need to subscribe so it amplifies us more so we can get our questions and the things we're finding out out to more people. That's why you need to go to phyllisschlafly.com, sign up for the email list, 
so you can get the full roundup of this information that we're bringing you. Because, uh, you know, like we always say, we don't bring the answers. We like to start conversations. And, yep. But but we want, when you go out into the world, we want you to have informed conversations, which is why, you know, you need this evidence that we're bringing to you for free because we care and because we care about this country and you should too. Go read a book. We'll see you next week. Thursday, noon, another unauthorized caucus. Have a good week, everybody.